Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 60 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and we have with us today, Katina Peters. Hi, Katina. Hi, Megan. Good to be here. Seems like it's been a little while. I think we've had a few other people on in between. Yeah, yeah, it has been quite some time. So I'm glad that we could get you on before the year wraps up, for sure. The focus of today's episode, we are looking back at the last year and then looking forward and planning for next year. And we want to help all of our listeners kind of just take that time and reflection and sit down with a virtual CFO and have some time to think about, you know, what does next year look like? What would a planning session kind of look like with a CFO? What would we go through? Uh, What are the things that I need to be thinking about? And as we were putting this together, we're also utilizing some resources like Traction that I know we've mentioned before. It's the book by Gino Wickman. And so we're, we're going to run through what that planning session would look like. And so I'm excited to sit down with you and talk through some of those things. Yeah, I mean, this is really a perfect time of year to be looking at that, you know, before you're on the ground running in January, getting things going after the holidays. It's kind of a good time where things can kind of just be reflective, look at last year, look at accomplishments, look at things that worked and didn't work, and then turn a new leaf into the new year. So it's a pretty exciting time. I think it's a, you know, just, it's always fun to look into the future and where you want to go with things and how you're going to get there. And I think it's just a really good thing to do for your business. Uh, If you haven't done a you know formal strategic plan in the past. Um, this is the time to start and really get that in place. And as Megan mentioned, using traction tools. But uh, you really, you know, to coin the phrase, you'll want to get some traction in your business, right? So yeah. <laughs> the goal of the strategic planning and going through all of this is to to make it really work. Yeah, and I think we have a lot of good energy too coming off the heels of our own strategic meeting you know, as a leadership team and the energy and just the possibilities that we're looking at for next year and kind of dreaming and, okay, taking a step back. Okay. What is it going to take to make those dreams a reality? Let's put those into actionable steps that we can take. So I know I have some excitement around this topic itself, just because I'm excited to share that with, with our listeners, because it was a fun experience for me to go through. It was my first time being a part of the strategic meeting. So it was nice to, to sit in and and be a part of that. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty cool process for sure. I never get tired of it for our own business as well as going through it um, with my clients too. It's, yeah. it's a really good experience for everybody, I think. So when we're sitting down to think about a strategic plan or a strategic meeting at the end of the year, what's the first step that we should start with? Yeah, I mean, you want to definitely get um, something of an agenda together for even if it's just for you and your advisor, your VCFO, whoever's helping you, um, or if you've got a leadership team, uh, you need to kind of know what your plan is and how the meeting is going to run. And we usually share that ahead of time so that people kind of know what 
basically what to expect going into the meeting. You know, there's also sometimes reports and things that you may want to pull together, put together and provide so that people have a little bit of time ahead of the meeting to, you know, kind of digest some of that information, um, formulate some questions, things like that, discussion points that you need to have. So we really want to kind of start with that. And, you know, here's, and we'll go over some things of, you know, well, what does that mean? What things do I need on my agenda? So the first thing that um, we recommend that you do is take a moment, take some time, not even a moment, probably the first half of the, you know, the first day's meeting to review, you know, the prior and reflect on, you know, kind of where things went, what worked, what didn't work, kind of go through all those details. So we'll go through some of the things that we do to reflect on the prior year. So one of the big things is financial statements. You want to review your performance. You know, how did the prior year go year to date? Now, that can get a little confusing because I definitely recommend that you do this at the end of the year and not necessarily at the beginning of the following year. Some people do it at the beginning of the following year, but I feel like you're already in the year. So you want to be a little bit ahead of the curve. Mm. Do it ahead of time. So you would be, you know, again, just reviewing where you are so far within the year, which is a lot of it. And then um, as you move forward in doing additional leadership meetings, and uh, strategic quarterly meetings and looking at things, then you can look again at kind of the full year's picture. But this is far enough into the year that you should have a really good idea of where you're at and you can review financials and make sure that, you know, you're on track for whatever you're trying to finalize for the end of the year as well. So financial statements, want to make sure that those are in good order, that they are tied out, that uh, uh, if you don't have good financial policies in place so that you're getting good reports that's gonna you know not really help you a lot from a strategic perspective you want to make sure you have good solid financial statements that you have somebody you know who is on your team and part of your team that can help to make sure that those are produced correctly so that you can really utilize them you want to take a look at your budget actuals your you know in this case your 2020 budget to do actuals um what is that how did that play out and that can be like your initial budget i know for example we had an initial budget for 2020 and then after you know <laughs> hit and things were crazy um we revamped that budget and said okay we're gonna kind of put aside the old budget and the way we were going and we're gonna go with this new budget and you know how did that work out so kind of in this case we looked at the, both budgets as well as the actuals to see kind of how things lined up so you want to you know be doing that on a regular basis anyway but then you want to kind of step back again we're taking a step back taking a bigger picture approach, looking at the whole thing. How did we do overall? What things went the way we thought, what things didn't so that we can budget better going forward with more information and insight uh, in questioning, you know, each line item on the budget that didn't kind of work the way that we thought. Why were we off and how can we adjust for next year? We also want to be looking at the KPI performance. Um, I know we talked about that previously, I think, in one of our episodes. I think you might have the episode number for us, Megan, on that. Yeah, it was episode eight, if anyone's interested in going back and listening to this. It's part of the strategic planning series, uh, episode number eight. So we taught you, we dive deeper into what those are and how that works, but you want to be looking at your key performance indicators that you establish for the business to see, you know, again, how did they line up? How, what was the performance of your people? How did that look? You know, how are your percentages coming out, um, et cetera. So you want to kind of take a year's glance back at how that all went and see again, if we need to 
tweak those for going forward, et cetera. Or maybe we need to tweak the process so that we can achieve our original KPIs. Maybe we didn't hit those and we need we figured out where some of the problems are and how we're going to solve that. Um, so we want to be looking at that. And then uh, we kind of want to take a look in, at the 2020 plan. So I separate the 2020 plan from the 2020 budget or whatever year it is, <laughs> excuse me, 2020 this, because a lot of times you have a budget, which is all your financial side, but then you also maybe have a plan of you were going to expand by X number of team members. You were yeah. going to add these key people to your team. You were going to change software systems, you know, whatever other things you were looking to accomplish in your goals for that year, what that plan was looking at, okay, when we set out into the year, here was our original plan. What did we accomplish? What didn't we accomplish? And why, you know, um, what happened to either stop us or maybe we rerouted and changed direction a little bit, especially this year, <laughs> things that were going on. Right. Um, so, you know, but just, again, just stepping back and looking at a big picture and just acknowledging where we were trying to go and where we're at right now. We want to just take a realistic view of that. And in doing all this reflection on last year we want to be honest with ourselves both in the positive and in the negative you know what things did work what things didn't work and we want our whole leadership team to feel very comfortable you know putting all of that out there uh because we can't fix things we can't solve issues if nobody brings the issue to the table and if right. nobody's just being honest about that um and so bringing that up is um really important you know, some one of the things that uh, is recommended in, in traction that we use and recommend that clients use is also having each person that's part of the strategic meeting and your leadership team list out three good accomplishments that the company achieved during the year. You know, yes, we want to talk about the things that didn't work, but we also want to look at the things that did work and the things that we did accomplish. And what are those three things? And even in a a tough year like it's been this year. Um, there are still good things that happen in the business and things that you accomplished, you pivoted, you, you know, changed product lines, you changed delivery systems, you worked virtually, whatever it is that you accomplished, those are still good accomplishments to acknowledge as well. And it gets everybody's energy up and it helps people to you know, not feel unmotivated, you know, maybe going through a tough year or things didn't work the way they wanted. Um, we tend to as human beings focus on negative things. So yes, we need to discuss them. Yes, we need to be honest. But we also need to remember we need to focus on the positive things too. And we need to give ourselves credit where credit is due. And so one of the reasons that this is kind of a forced conversation and that we require everybody to do it is because I think we don't tend to stop and take a moment to really think about what those things are and bring those up. So I think that's important. So that's kind of the first section of things that I would recommend uh, that we put in our strategic meeting um, and planning for the next year coming up. Yeah. I want to hit on two points that you brought up there because the accomplishments it was really nice to take a step back, just like you said. I mean, obviously you want to focus on things that aren't working too, so you can fix them, but it was nice to take a step back and celebrate those accomplishments with everybody on the leadership team, like just in one spot where that's the focus is looking at what's happened that's good this past year. Um, I really enjoyed that portion. And two, the ease of which our team was able to share feedback about things. Um, because it's not always easy to admit that something isn't working or 
to kind of open up those issues. And it's nice to have a team that you feel comfortable doing that, even if it's an uncomfortable topic to talk about. Um, I think that's a really important thing. And that's more of a culture thing. I mean, overall, and we've talked about culture and, and team and things like that in prior episodes too. Um, so you can look for those, but I think that's, that's something that's kind of ancillary to, you know, specifically strategic planning, but it's also a very important component to getting somewhere in your strategic planning and having the right communication and team to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, as the leader of your company, um, you know, you definitely want to set a culture that is open to those kinds of things because you're not, you know, you're not going to grow. You're not going to, you know, find the highest exponential that you can out of your team and out of your business um, unless you kind of establish that culture that, you know, you're here uh, to all work together as a team to pull this company forward. And that means that you have to communicate about things. And sometimes like you said, sometimes about the uncomfortable things as well as the things that are, you know, great. Uh, So, but that just, you know, if you especially get the team that's on board with your core values and everybody's pulling in the right direction um, and everybody has the best interest of the company at heart, then we're all going to try to speak from that place. Right. Um, because that's just, you know, who we are as people and it's part of the team. So, you know, having those right people on leadership definitely makes a huge difference as well. So we want to always kind of be monitoring that. Um, but yeah, if everybody's willing to speak up in the best interest of the company's future, um, then that's going to you know drive a lot of great ideas and drive a lot of resolution to solving problems. And that, that leads us into our next point of revisiting your why and a couple other uh, important components of your business. Can you tell us a little bit about why we want to do that and how that's helping, how that fits into the strategic planning process? Yeah. So we want to always, you know, kind of make sure we're still on the path that we know what the path is and we still like the path and that we're staying on the path because, you know, again, we want this on an agenda. We want this forced into the conversation, right? Because it's one of those things that we don't, if we don't force ourselves to do it, we don't tend to do it. Um, And so we want to revisit our why, why are we here? You know, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? Our core values, our vision in the business, we want to revisit those um, at least annually, because we want to make sure that if something has changed, that we're reflecting that in our in our internal vision and our external mission that we're sharing with our customers and clients so that we're not getting off track. Because again, that's our gauge, as we've talked about before, that's our gauge for making decisions too, right? Are they in alignment with our core values? Are they in alignment with our vision and where we're trying to go? Um, So we want to make sure that we're not getting drift away from that, first of all. And if we are getting drift, is that drift because we really need to change our core values and our vision and our why, like we've found that this is really what we truly want to do and things have changed a little bit, or are we just drifting because we're not holding true and, and using that tool to measure our decisions and our direction and those kinds of things. And we may need to say, okay, oh, we're drifting over here because it looked like a good idea to do these things. And it was interesting, but it's not in alignment. We need to kind of realign ourselves back over here. So that's always a good thing to just revisit and make sure that, you know, all the leadership teams on board with that. Perfect. 
And as another resource too, we covered a, a couple of those topics in further detail. We covered what's your why in episode number 12. And we also covered a vision shouldn't be a mirage. And that one discusses establishing a vision and actually utilizing it in decision-making and, and other things throughout your organization. So those are some, some really great resources to tap into. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and do so. Okay, great. So, you know, when you get through all that, um, then we're kind of, you know, we're going to go into looking at the 2021 goals, but actually a little bit before we get to that, um, we're going to look at doing a SWOT analysis um, first, because, you know, before we set all our goals for 2021 or the future year, if you're listening to this later, we want to make sure that we kind of look at all the brainstorming of issues, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of the business. Because sometimes as we do that SWOT analysis and that brainstorming session, things will come out of that that we hadn't thought about before. And then they could be very important things that we need to make sure that we're working into our next year plan and the next next quarter goals and that we're chipping away at getting those things accomplished, whatever they might be. So um, I would definitely recommend that that be a good piece of kind of just the overview of the reflecting on everything, you know, what are the current strengths and weaknesses of the company? What are the opportunities and threats coming from the outside? And we need to make sure if those have changed that we're aware of them and that we're planning, you know, to uh, respond to those types of things as well. So I would put that kind of next on the list there. Um, And and I'll I'll hop in real quick with another episode reference because we do cover the SWOT analysis in detail in episode number 15. So I'm going to throw a bunch of new episodes that for you to add to your listening list as we go through this, because if you, if you know, I'm great, but if you need a little refresher or want more detail on these things, um, those are great resources for you to tap into and take advantage of. Absolutely. And I know even on some of those older um, episodes, we we do have worksheets and other resources attached to those um, that you can find on our website as well. So, um, you know, those will be listed there too. So that's always helpful to have a few extra things to take a look at when you want to dig into stuff. So thank you, Megan. Um, Okay. So then, you know, again, planning for the next year, um, moving into that. Now we're getting into, you know, what is it that we're wanting to set as goals for the next year? And one of the things that can be helpful that uh, you need someone who maybe has a little bit of experience in this um, is somebody with a financial background, you know, the VCFO is a great one, business advisor somewhere. But to have a model of, of your business, a financial model of your business is, is extremely helpful for setting some of these goals and, and plugging in. So if I want X number of revenues, how many people do I need? How many clients do I need? How many what other expenses do I need to look at? So if you have a model kind of that you can go in and, and project with, that's very helpful. So I'm just going to put that in there as kind of a side note of something to build towards is having that financial model available for you. So is there a program that you would use to build that financial model? I'm assuming you would need the help of some kind of you know CPA, high level accountant, someone who knows what they're talking about. But yeah. what would you use to build that? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely softwares out there and available that you can utilize um, that some of them link, you know, to QuickBooks. Um, One that we use is Spotlight. You know, you can do that. I mean, at a minimum, you can even use Excel. I mean, there, you know, you can build it in Excel, um, you know, so it just depends on how sophisticated you want the modeling to be and the forecasting tools to be available in there. But yeah, you definitely want somebody who has that 
financial knowledge, like you said, a CPA, VCFO, business advisor with background in these kinds of things to help you build that model. And that model, you know, might change and tweak a little bit over time. Um, but you want to make sure that the model for your business is viable. And then you're using that to help build out you know, what, what you're trying to accomplish from a staffing perspective, from a cost perspective, you know, et cetera there. So with that model, you can look at, okay, what kind of revenue growth do we want to set as our goal? What do we want to reach in the future year? So that's a pretty big driver. Revenues is a pretty big driver that drives, you know, how many customers, clients do you need? Um, that drives your marketing plan, <laughs> drives a lot of things, um, drives how many people you need to have on staff or on your team. So, you know, when you start with that one, and then again, you know, utilizing a model that can help you build how many team members do you need to accomplish that task? Um, depending, again, we deal primarily in service-based businesses, so mostly driven by the professionals that drive the business or the team members that, you know, service the clients, et cetera. So if you know, you know, you need 60 clients to get or 60 new clients to get to this new revenue goal, approximately, how many people do you need to service 60 clients? That's part of the model that you need to build up. How many support staff do you need? So maybe you need X number of dentists and X number of associates and X number of office people, you know, to, to really make sure that you're delivering the service that you want to continue to live to deliver to your clientele. So there's the staffing goals um, and laying that out and kind of when you want to be hiring people and how you're going to be going about doing that. You know, looking at if you're looking at adding locations, um, that can be part of the plan, depending on the type of business that you are. You know, we talked a little bit about customer client acquisition, you know, how many, what's our target um, market that we want to use and how does that play into our marketing plan and how we're going to go about getting those those leads in the door. The other things that can, you know, as we talked about reviewing the plan from last year, things that you're looking at doing, um, you know, maybe you need to do some software upgrades. You know, this kind of can come out of a key issues list, which we're going to talk about later. So this kind of interplays back and forth. So this, this agenda may not always just flow in one direction. We're going to talk about some of these things. We're going to talk about some of those things and that may play back into our plan. Like, okay, so if we're talking about this as our plan and then we go talk about some key issues and oh, we need to bring some of that stuff back into our plan. It may go back and forth a little bit, um, but things like software upgrades, process redesigns, maybe things are clunky. They're not working well. Uh, reporting systems, maybe we have a hole in our reporting system. Like we need to get a, this information on a more regular basis. We need a reporting system that's, that supplies that information easily and accurately. So those are some of the other things that are non-financial in nature that we still want to accomplish and that to make this a better business all the way around. So that's kind of the planning for the future. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the key issues list and kind of now that we have a plan, what do we do with the plan, right? To actually right. get somewhere. Right. So the key issues list. Um, okay. So this kind of can come out of a few different places. Key issues are the key priorities, the key things that are problems or, or things that we need to do in order to accomplish our goals. What are the issues? What are the roadblocks in there? Um, that can come, again, from our plan. That could come from our SWOT analysis. Maybe something came up in our SWOT analysis that's a key issue that we need to address. So it can come from a lot of different places. But what we want to do as a company is determine what are the, you know, like five to seven key issues. And that does not sound like a lot, <laughs> but it's a lot to accomplish sometimes because they're yeah. 
typically large issues like they're major projects major things that need to be accomplished over the next year so we want to come up with that and prioritize so we may have a list of 20 things okay if we try to accomplish 20 things what typically and statistically happens is that even fewer things get accomplished because we're spread too thin and trying to do too many things at once yep so we need to prioritize those things into what's the highest priority what are the things that are going to allow us to achieve our goals that we're trying to achieve and get those to the top of the list and so once we you know as a leadership team determine what those are we put that on a list (laughs) and we make people responsible for each of those key things like okay who's going to take the head of number one okay you know this person's going to be in charge maybe they're going to that may not mean they're doing it they're they're just in charge they may be delegating it but just making sure it's occurring that it's staying on track and that it's happening so that we're accomplishing and addressing solving those key issues so so we go through the the process of assigning those out so that there is accountability and that we're making sure that, you know, we're going to be checking on those on a regular basis. Okay. Okay. So then when we have that, the key issues list, um, then we're going to filter down a little bit further into what uh, Gino calls rocks. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, we have quarterly rocks. So we're going to say, okay, in order to achieve our key issues list, for the year, what are the things that we need to do in the first quarter to move in the direction of achieving our key issues list? So what are those particular steps that we can take to move in that right direction? And again, those those quarterly rocks um, are assigned per individual and no more than, you know, five to seven per individual. So you say, well, you have five to seven in the mean list and what if you have more people to spread the well there's a few things going on there so first of all they may have lots of things involved in one key issue that need to be addressed that go to different people there's also you know maybe some specific rocks that each individual that it needs to accomplish but they're not necessarily related to the overall company i mean they're related but not like on the key issues list for the company um somebody but somebody still has to make it a priority um so that's going to be a little bit different but we're going to go through each leadership position assign those rocks talk about it again prioritize make sure we got the most important things on there you know um go through it and one of the really big things on this is it needs to be very specific and measurable you can't just say i'm gonna do i'm gonna increase sales Okay, that's, that's not measurable and specific like by exactly what and exactly how. Uh, because when we're monitoring these rocks monthly and quarterly, we want to go, okay, we're going to get five new clients. That's very specific, very measurable. And then we're going to monitor and say, are we on track or off track? We're on track. We got two so far. You know, let's say this is the next month. So it's just something that has to be really specific and measurable for for the person who's responsible for it to know exactly what they're accomplishing and also for them to be held accountable to whatever that, that rock is. And those rocks, like I said, are revisited in leadership meetings and they're revisited quarterly and adjusted on a quarterly basis. So we accomplished the first quarter or we didn't revisit why, what's going on, what are the roadblocks, how do we go around them, how do we fix, solve the problems, set new rocks for the next quarter to just keep milestoning towards those key issues that we've come up with for the company. 
And I think it helps. It's nice to get everyone on the same page and have very, I like the specific and measurable component of it because sometimes you have these ideas, like obviously you always want to be increasing sales, but it gives you this quantifiable, okay, there's an actual tangible goal that we can meet now um, versus just throwing out big picture goal, you know, increase yeah. sales. Yeah. I think um, I hear a lot the, the analogy of I'm going to, I want to lose weight. Right. <laughs> right. Well, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, um, so exactly. it's kind of the same thing, you know, first of all, increasing sales. I mean, typically for most companies in a growth phase, that's just a constant, like that's just something that you're always looking to do. And so it's never achievable for one, if it's not specific exactly. and measurable, it's just this ongoing, it's kind of like laundry just keeps yeah. going. <laughs> Um, whereas if you have a specific goal for that specific quarter, you can, okay, this done, done, you know, got it, achieved it, celebrate the successes, move on to the next one. So yeah, there is that, um, kind of just the ability to achieve it. And just again, to create that clarity for everybody on the team, the person trying to achieve it, as well as the people that, you know, are looking to hold, hold them accountable, uh, which we would all do at a leadership team level, hold each other accountable, help each other out. Right. Well, I like the other thing. I think it was Gino in his book says what gets measured gets managed too, which is so true. You know, if you're constantly paying attention to it and tracking it, obviously there's more attention on those numbers and you're going to do what needs to happen to meet, to meet the goals set. So. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, okay. So we're, you know, looking at establishing our goals, our rocks that we want in order to accomplish those goals and and get those key issues under control. We're laying out budgets and forecasts and cash flow projections into the next year. You know, what is it we want this all to look like budget wise so we can run those budgets and actuals, make sure we're on target for those looking at forecasts in different um, ways. Cause you know, the budget's kind of like, here's what I want to have happen. The forecast might be a little more, okay. So, you know, this may be a far reaching budget, but you know, it's going to be a little bit slower to get to that number. How is that going to play out in the forecast? Um, and how is our cash flow timing look? You know, we always want to have a good, cash flow projections so that we can foresee any potential problems in cash flow if we need to address those before we get to them, et cetera. So, so those, those things kind of in conjunction with our plan of attack and quarterly rocks, et cetera, kind of make our overall plan for the business. And then the one key component saved your portion for last is our marketing plan of attack. Uh, what are we doing on the marketing side? Um, that's a huge component for all businesses is, okay, we've set these goals for revenues. We've set these rocks for maybe the number of clients we're going to get or what have you. Then we need to have a, a clear defined plan for the marketing plan of attack. So maybe you could speak a little bit more to some of the you know, higher level things that you look at for that. Sure. And I think it's really helpful for whoever's doing your marketing. You know, if you have a marketing manager, director, anybody like that to be a part of this whole strategic planning process, because a lot of what's being discussed and established for your strategic plan is going to play into the marketing plan of attack because they need to know, you know, what their, what your revenue goals are, the staffing to be able to serve the new clients that you're getting, you know, what's the sales capacity? Is that person also doing the sales? Do you have a dedicated sales team? There's a lot of, of moving parts to consider as far as capacity and goal setting. 
because the revenue goals are obviously going to impact how many new clients you're shooting to get. And, you know, setting the budget, what does that look for as far as client acquisition? Where do you want to spend that money? So, you know, just looking big picture at all of those things is going to play into that. And then you also want to have your marketing person set up some reporting so that you can look at the prior year and know where you're headed for the next year or two. You know, look at your client acquisition acquisition numbers historically so that you know what those numbers are going to need to be to hit your new client marks. Kind of like your your marketing KPIs. I know we've, you know, talked a little bit about that in the past, but so kind of as part of a KPI review, same same idea. We need the same type of thing on the marketing end as well. Exactly. So a lot of this it's very similar, you know, on the financial side, you're just kind of going through marketing related and looking at what are your historical numbers and then setting those goals for, for the new year. Yeah. And I look at it kind of like as a mini, I mean, it's part of the bigger strategic plan, but it's like almost a little strategic plan in itself. Like, what are we going to do? What budget do we have to spend? How are we going to allocate it? You know, what things are we going to try and, and, and measurable and specific things, right? Because right. we can say we're just, you know, we have a marketing budget and we throw money, but if we don't have a strategically thought out plan for how we're going to go about this, what things we're going to test to make sure it's working, um, getting those reports back, monitoring that, you know, it, again, it needs to be well thought out, planned out, monitored, or it's still not going to be successful, just like the larger aspect of your business, right? Exactly, exactly. And you may have a a plan too, where it's going to involve owners of a company or, you know, you want to do speaking opportunities, but do you actually have the capacity to plan those things and attend those things? And, you know, because that all takes time. So just making sure that everybody's on the same page too, as a part of the strategic plan, even when it does come to specifically marketing, making sure that everyone's has a united front and moving forward in that direction. So um, I'll, I'll stay, I'll stay there. I could talk about that all day, but (laughs) (laughs) yes, we all need to be pulling in the same direction and all of those things. Um, so, um, so that's, you know, so that's really good to just kind of get a viewpoint of that. So, and I, I like to throw the marketing plan one out there because I think, um, I've seen a lot of businesses that are just, they kind of like throw stuff out there and they try this and they try that, but they, they really don't take the time to have that strategic plan in place. Um, especially in the area of marketing. I mean, you know, it depends, you know, some people a little more numbers oriented maybe, and they do a little more on that side, but, uh, but I do like to kind of emphasize that one because it's an important component at, um, you know, in every business for sure. Yeah. And I would add to that having going through and even doing the key issues list on the marketing side and then defining those top, you know, I would say even three to five, depending on if you're the business owner trying to do the marketing also, those need to be a part of your key issues as the bigger strategic plan so that you don't ignore them too, because marketing is kind of easy to just, oh, well, I'm just going to throw money at this. I'm going to throw money at my web designer and they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll fix my landing pages or, you know, whatever your past has, you know, whatever ideas you have for marketing. But if you have those strategic plans, like, okay, I am converting people on my website, but I need to get my visitors up or whatever that may be, put it on your key issues list so that it is something that you're measuring and working towards. And making sure that, yeah, you're, you're setting aside the time for that and it's a focus there as Mm -hmm. well. So yeah, good point for sure. Sure. Um, so I think that really kind of wraps up the overall, you know, planning for next year. There's a lot of stuff 
in there. Um, but it, you know, again, if you have a good agenda, good prep work, good things coming into it, you have a CFO on your side who can help you pull these reports together, pull these KPIs together. You know, it's really something that can work and function as a well oiled thing. Um, it doesn't have to take a whole week, you know, to do <laughs> the meeting or anything like that. Yeah. So it, you know, can go, you know, pretty quickly and smoothly if you just kind of do a little pre-planning, get your foundations in place and then just roll through it. And, uh, you know, if you've never done one before, that's okay. Start somewhere, right? And uh, it'll get better as you go. That's, uh, we always learn <laughs> as we go, right? Through experience and as we continue to do stuff. Um, it, you know, if you can align yourself with somebody, an advisor, CFO, somebody who's got experience there, obviously that's going to make it that much faster and better for you to kind of come around that learning curve. But regardless, um, just, you know, just do it. It's going to make your business so much better. You're going to feel so much more under control, so much more, you know, just on top of things rather than scrambling all the time because you have that foresight of where you're heading. Perfect. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this high level kind of speed round sitting down planning session with a virtual CFO. And if you have other questions or maybe a specific question that kind of come out of your strategy planning or you're not sure where to go or just would like some help overall, we do have a free session that we offer. Um, so you can find out more about that where you get to sit down with a virtual CFO, talk through some of your issues that you're experiencing and get some feedback about that. So if you're interested in doing that, feel free to visit our website, pjscpas.com. All of our information is there, or you can shoot us an email at info at pjscpas.com. Thanks so much. Keep the momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.